You guys and girls, welcome back to the Craps Jackpot Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Andrew Zurich. Today is December 1st, 2020. It is 3.30 p.m., a little bit later recording in the day, but that's okay because it's going to be a much shorter episode than usual. Why is that the case? Well, we can't really do a recap and we can't really do many predictions for next week because... The Pittsburgh-Baltimore game bumps everything back. But I do want to say a few very important things here, and then I'm going to just... Um, I'm not going to go over individual matchups this week. What I'm going to do is tell you uh, the recap, and then we're going to jump into just the general matchup next week. I'm going to give you what my point prediction is going to be. Uh, and uh, there's some bigger fish to fry today, as they would say. So week 12 has been bizarre. I will tell you from my perspective, coming into this, I thought I was out of this thing completely. Like, totally. Like, if you'd be hearing me bitched and moaning every week, you'd think there's not a shot in the entire world that I would even have to make the playoffs. And I'm watching Thanksgiving Day. You know, we quarantined for two weeks, so we had uh, our in-laws over, which was so nice to finally see some people I know uh, a lot of you guys were able to get with family this past weekend, and that's so great. Hopefully everybody stayed safe. But, like, I'm watching the game with Mick, and Antonio Gibson scores three touchdowns, puts up 36 points, and I texted Ryan. I was like, I hope you're happy picking on the cripple kid here because, you know, I just don't stand a shot in hell at this point. And then, lo and behold, our savior from above comes down with two touchdowns in the first quarter, 203 yards in the first quarter and just a monster game the biggest game we ha- I just have ever seen from any wide receiver that I can remember Tyreek Hill saves my life and the rest of Brian's team absolutely shits the bed too which helps quite a bit um however the game's not over right now and that's sort of the problem that we're having this week some of your guys's matchups are done and I can certainly jump into those in a little bit more detail here but right now I've still got Ben Roethlisberger going while Ryan has his kicker and his defense going. And you can't sleep on Pittsburgh's defense to put up quite a bit of points. Now, I know it would have to be a huge day, but, like, if Ben got injured, which, you know, knock on wood, I hope doesn't happen for his personal reasons, but also, you know, for my fantasy day, and Justin Tucker puts up a 21-point day, which Young Wei-Koo did this past weekend, and Pittsburgh scores, you know, two touchdowns or something, again, totally possible. It's not inconceivable. Uh, Ryan has a shot to win this game. It's far-fetched. I don't think that that will happen, obviously. But, you know, stranger things have happened. Like, I have a playoff shot. That's why stranger things have happened. So, um, guys, let's, let's look at the projected standings for next week. There's really one that's in the balance here that might shift the focus. Um, so we've got our first, second, and third place spots locked right now. The reason that fourth is not locked, we've got a three-way tie. Blood Brothers lost. Galus' gents lost. Those matchups are done. Peel and Jake are still going. Peel is done for the week at 125.58. And Jake has 113.3 right now, um, but he still has Chase Claypool to play. And that's 126.85, his projection from Yahoo, if that Yahoo number sticks. And I don't know why it would change right now. I have Chase Claypool to get. Almost exactly what Yahoo has. I have um, WR20 run right now against Baltimore. So I do expect that he's going to be very close. Like if, if Peel wins, he's locked in the playoffs. He'll be the only person with the record. Even if he 
loses next week, I still think he's a lock for the playoffs because he'll be a game above everyone else at that point. So putting this in perspective, let's just say Peel loses, Weird Nino Galas lost, Blood Brothers won. Well, the matchups this way worked out like this. Andy played Blood Brothers. I played uh, Ryan, which didn't matter for him, but mattered a lot for me. Jake plays Peel. And Jeff played Galas. Galas lost. We said that. Jeff won. Jeff goes to 5-7. and seven. If Jake wins, he goes to 5-7. and seven. I'm going to probably win. I'll go to 5-7. and seven. Andy won. He'll go to 5-7. and seven. Blood Brothers lost. He'll go to 5-7. and seven. Galas lost. He'll go to 5-7. and seven. You see where I'm going here? So if Peel loses, he'll be 5-7. and seven. If Peel wins, he'll be 6-6, six and six, um, which puts him in a tier of his own to, to give him that because everybody else will need that extra win to get it. But um, So there are going to be six teams that could fight for – I thought it was just you're fighting for sixth. And then this week shook out like this. So right now, I think everybody is fighting for five and six. If Peel loses – you're fighting for four, five, and six here. There are th- there are half the playoff spots available for the taking. So fantasy football at its finest, guys. This is what we're looking at. This is how everything has shaken out. Um, at just sort of a an anomaly to uh, to behold here, and I'm digging it. I'm digging every second of it, not just for my own prospects, just because it's interesting all the way up into the wire. Um, so just let's let's recap the matchups here again. 156 to 92 is the current projected score uh, of, or I'm sorry, 176 to 108 is the current projected score of my game against Ryan. I still think that's going to hold up fairly well. I'm not quite sure 176 is going to be the total, but uh, I had a great week and that that boosts my numbers too on the win column. Uh, Andy had 164, um, so it is possible. You know, I need to put up more points than Andy does here in order to have a better shot at the playoffs. But him and I are neck and neck. Uh, macaroni in a pot and camper dude it's 194 to 121 camper dude absolutely smashed expectations and unless ben roethlisberger has a, a totally record-breaking night camper dude's gonna win his ten dollars this week hans bowman beats galas's gents 112 to one or to 90 jeff doesn't put up enough points to really keep him pushing for that playoff contention spot however jeff and i play next week and so what we're looking at here is a very big matchup. There's going to be a few of those that are coming up next week because we've got two guys that are fighting against each other for the spot. Uh, then you've got Peel, and this is the year. The projected on that is 126 Jake, 125 Peel. Definitely keep your eyes peeled to what is going on tomorrow night. No pun intended with the Peel reference there again. Um, did I say Gillis's gents and uh, Hans Molman? It was 112 to 90. I'll just say it again just in case I didn't. And then we're kind of forever. 164 to 78 against Blood Brothers. So that game is totally done. So, yeah, I mean, standings right now are looking crazy. This is, you know, you're not out until you're out, right? Uh, that's, <laughs> it's just, I can't, I, I just, I can't, I this has never happened before in fantasy where I felt like I was so far out. And, I, and a few other guys felt the same way too, obviously, right? Like, here I am sitting in eighth place. I've bounced up to four. I've bounced down to 10th. I've been up at five. It's just been up and down and up and down. I've, it ping-ponged all over this year in this league. Um, and, you know, just had the shit kicked out of me, but we we bounce back. We do what we can. So next week's either going to be really depressing or really happy. I will either be drinking on the podcast or I will be drinking on the podcast. I'll be drinking for happiness and drinking for sadness because I need a drink. 
Uh, all right, let's move on to the matchups for next week here. Um, I'm going off Yahoo predictions for this one. I'm actually not getting into the individual plays for this one, too. We'll keep it short. we got to get to an interview with Peel here. I've been promising that to you guys for a while, and I, I want to just do that. So uh, next week, it looks like out of commission and Jeff, that's the big matchup. Then the other big matchup is going to potentially be Wakanda Forever, and this is the year. It's still a big matchup regardless of whether or not Jake wins this week or not. Um, if Jake wins, it's even bigger because they're going to be same record fighting for a spot. One of those guys is going to win. One of those guys has to lose. Yes, it's possible to tie. It's almost a statistical improbability. Um, then you've got Blood Brothers and Camper Dude. No implication for Camper Dude other than seating purposes. Blood Brothers needs to win that one. Although I have to say this at this point. Um, thank you guys for beating them. But also, you know, in all seriousness, they just don't have the point total to really compete at this point unless they have a record-breaking week. And I don't think that even putting up 200 points is going to be enough. I think they need like 230 points to to put them in play, and everybody else needs to just have bad weeks. Because right now their point total without this 78-point week is 1258, and then everybody else is over 1300. So as a matter of fact, Jeff is 1302. So they need to have 60 more points just to be tied with the next person, and that is very hard to do. Um, Macaroni in a Pot and Pontiac Bandits, absolutely no implication there whatsoever. It's the first and second place team playing. You know, um, Ryan does have, I guess, a few more points than uh, than Brett does, so if he wins that, he'll be first seed. He'll get to play the sixth place spot, and uh, Macaroni in a Pot will play the fifth place spot. So, you know, there's, there's something there we don't. Look, for me, I don't have to talk about the top guys this year because I'm not one of them. But, uh, you know, as much as it's a fight to get into the playoffs, it's a fight for seeding. So kudos to these guys. They got a cool matchup this week, too. Uh, it's certainly not the matchup of the week just because of what you're up against from everybody else. But, it, you know, it is what it is. So right now it looks like Jeff is going to be 112 to 106 over out of commission. And a win there for Jeff is the current prediction. Although I'm going to be making a few matchup changes there. So we'll see how that shakes out through the week. A macaroni to pot and Pontiac Bandits, 137 in favor of Brett to 132 for Ryan. Uh, cool, guys. Your teams have been relatively healthy all year. You haven't been screwed by injuries. I think Ryan's team got screwed a little bit more just because, you know, CEH cooled off when Le'Veon Bell came. And, uh, you know, Brett, I know you traded for Michael Thomas. So there's there's been some switches there. Um, there is another potential big implication here for Mick coming up against his match with Blood Brothers because this would be the last week that they're able to, to bite any teams. And so if uh, if they do beat Mick, you know, that might be enough to get them in the playoffs and they're going to take somebody from Mick, probably Allen Robinson. That's my guess without looking at Mick's team off the top of my head. They need another wide receiver, obviously. Um, you know, however, I would, I would almost tell you I'm not super concerned about that because of the point differential, but... Let's say Blood Brothers is not in the playoffs but wins. Mick loses a wide receiver, and that hurts his prospects. So while he may be sitting in third place here and looks like he'll stay in third place, um, you know, he'll definitely stay in third place, I should say, because his point differential is going to be that much. Although after the win this weekend, I'm not quite sure. I'll have to see how that shakes out. I still think he'll be in third. But anyway, I digress. Um, losing Allen Robinson is going to hurt his prospects. So if he plays the fourth place team, which looks like it could be Thundercats at this point, I, I like that position better than any other playoff spot. I actually like, you know, the 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 fantasy here that the the fourth place team plays the third place team, but because of the bite, the, the third place team, which is again Mick, 
his team is crippled that much more. So like that would be the the matchup that I want to play want to play against. On the on the flip side of that, typically your third and fourth place spots in fantasy playoffs are the tightest matchup because those teams are generally speaking um, close enough. So if you're going to predict the week 14 matchup, I'm almost certain that it would be your third and fourth place matchup there. Um, Thundercats and and Galus's gents are going to be playing in this one as well. Uh, if Peel wins, it's not as much of a stressful matchup. If if uh, if Peel loses, he's definitely going to need to win this one too as well because both guys are going to be fighting for that spot. So right now it looks like 112 to 109, although I'm sure there's going to be some substitutions in that one as well. And then Wakanda Forever, and this is the year. Right now it looks like Jake is slated to get pummeled, and he's going to put up 118 points, and Jake is going to be putting up 88. So Jake has the lowest point total, and Andy is one of the higher point totals for that week. So, um, yeah, week 13 is going to be the interesting week 13 that I'll have ever seen in fantasy football. I don't know, guys. Let's see how this one shakes out. Um, all right, let's take the opportunity here since we're 15 minutes in. We're going to do – got a, a 30-minute interview here with Peel. Um, I'm actually really excited. Today, truthfully and honestly, we do have him on the podcast, so I'm, I'm grateful that that's the case. Uh, without further ado, let's get into the segment with Peel. Let's see if we can surprise Hello. Him. Oh, hey, Dad. How are you? Open, open that. Go ahead. Sorry, what? <laughs> how are you doing? Good. Thank you. You got a few minutes? Okay. We can hold. What's up? What's up? Well, Mr. Andrew Peel did not show up for the podcast today, and so I was wondering if I could steal you for a little bit and talk to you about fantasy football for about five minutes. Talk to your brother. Well, I don't want to talk to my brother. I want to talk to you. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) How many leagues are you in? Uh, Half. You're in half of the leagues that you're in. Does that mean that you and Matt split every team that you're in on? Yes. It, have you been, You've been wanting to get into our league for, what, two years now? Well, if you have me, but so far, there was too much collusion. There, There is too much collusion. I think the, the rule was that only two family members could be in, and technically Mick is in it already. And so that's the father-in-law-son combo. Yeah, so. Is that? So you you favor your father-in-law over me? I, I get it. It's okay. <laughs> He's more local. <laughs> so. <laughs> you want me to kick Mick out, and you can have Mick's spot. See, I, if you kick him out, I'll take his spot. Yeah. All right. So here's the problem, though. If I if I have you in the league, you would have Matt pick your lineup for you, right? It wouldn't be you. Yes. Yeah, I'm the. <laughs> I'm the owner. He's the GM. Okay. So so you just make the play calling in the week, right? You just tell the team what plays to run and stuff like that? Do I do that? No, heck no. Well, that's what the coach would do, right? I'm not the coach. I'm the team owner. I'm Jerry Jones. Oh, you're the team owner. So who's the coach in the analogy? Matthew, he's the he's the GM and the, and so, the head coach. So he's the Bill O'Brien, and the defensive coord, and the defensive coordinator, and the uh, and the water boy, and the water boy. <laughs> um, how long have you been playing fantasy football? Because I remember, I think I asked you was it like four or five years ago if you had any interest, and you were not interested. 
but then something changed. What was it that changed, and how long have you been playing for? Somebody from the office, they had, they had an opening and trying to expand their group, and one guy had dropped out. And so somebody from the office said, hey, you know, they sent a, uh, a email blast to everybody, and I, I said, yeah, I'd love to participate, knowing that would help me. <laughs> and then, so, but that's, I mean, it's, it is interesting because I think when I asked you, you had no interest in it because you didn't know how it was going to function. But ever since you've been playing, you've been enjoying it, right? Yes. Did yeah, you? It's a lot. It's a lot of fun, and there's no pressure for me to pick players or study or. You know, I, I sit down when when we had our draft. I was with Matthew, but he was drafting two other leagues at the same time, so he's actually doing a three a three league draft the same night. Yeah, it's pretty intensive. <laughs> I don't. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in four leagues, and I can't. I can't shift my attention to one. Um, this year was was bad for me. I will tell you this. Remember the league that. So the league that I've been telling you about, the league that we're doing the podcast for right now. Uh, I told you it was like so far out of the playoffs, right? Yeah. So everybody that. So many teams. Yeah, yeah. You told me. Yeah. Everybody that needed to lose lost, and everybody that needed to win won. So right now before the game plays tomorrow night, it looks like we're going to potentially have uh, places four, five, and six up for grabs because everybody is going to be tied with a five and seven record. It just Well, when do you start playoffs next week? Uh, week 14 is the first week of playoffs, so we have one more week. And then the crazy thing is, is that like I'll play Jeff next week, and Jeff and I are tied for records. So whoever wins that game should technically make the playoffs whoever loses that game will be, will definitely be out this is absolutely going to come down to the wire yeah we just snuck into a playoff spot if we win this week we'll we'll be in the playoffs if we lose it's it's a toss-up we have let's see we have one guy with a seven and with an eight and four record i think yeah eight and four and then there's six teams with six and five records oh no seven and five records I kind of feel like more teams often than not end up losing in fantasy football, but still have a fair shot at the playoffs because we're going to have more losing records make the playoffs than we will win. Well, no, they would, I guess it would be tied up at that point because the top three are, are winning records. But the top three have like won pretty handily. Like I think Brett has seven or eight wins under his belt, uh, and uh, it, you know not many losses. We're on the other side of it. I have top six. Top six make it. Yeah, top six in a ten-man league will make it. Um, so it's—I mean—it's always interesting. You just like you try to make these predictions. You go off of the stats that you say that Matt obviously looks. At. I talked to Matt about fantasy quite a bit, and then your expectations get shattered. So, for example, like Matt and I made a trade in in the league that we're in together, where he got Russell Wilson and I got James Robinson. Well, James Robinson's been the third best running back in the league, and Russell Wilson is obviously one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but Russell Wilson has struggled these past couple of weeks. And I'll have James Robinson next year too. So it's a great trade for me because of the way that that league shook out. It was a good trade for him because he has an opportunity to win right now and I'm building for the future. Um, but it, you know, I think he was looking for something bigger to happen from that trade than what happened. So you just can't predict it. Well, there was a guy here last night who made a $500,000 cut. He took Seattle minus six and a half. <laughs> what was the final? The game, is, game, is, game 
is almost over. They, they have the juggling touchdown, and then coach decides to go for two points, and he lost his bet. Oh, no. <laughs> for, for those of you that don't know. They won by, they won by yeah, if we kick the extra point, he wins his bet. Oh, that's heartbreaking. That's the side of betting. $500,000. Yeah, first of all, I don't know you know, why somebody feels like they have to put that much money up on the line to make that bet. But at the same point, like, I would be equally frustrated if I put in $20 and lost that bet because of that. Well, it happened to me Sunday with Kansas City. They were up 17 and nothing. One by three, I was given three and a half. <laughs> you know, my fantasy season is basically the epitome of... Do you remember a few weeks back when Todd Gurley wasn't supposed to rush in for a touchdown and he accidentally f- fell into the end zone? Yeah. That I was playing Todd Gurley that week, and I lost because of that. So <laughs> that's just I, I, twenty twenty. Wow. Yeah, twenty twenty has not been generally kind. I also lost to DK Metcalf scoring a touchdown in the the very last play of the game. I lost by four points when uh, against Peel. So like these things could have they could have gone anyway, but it happens for everybody. Um, well, our our first round pick was Michael Thomas, and he missed seven of the first eight games. Oh yeah. So it was, and this this week we've got we have Andrews, we have um, uh, Lamar, and Adam Thielen all on the COVID nineteen list. Yeah, some of those guys will end up coming but we, back. But we still won. We still we crushed our opponent and we doubled his. He had forty four points. He played Derek Carr and we had to play the backup, the New York Giants backup. Oh jeez. <laughs> and we ended up we ended up winning the game by double points. We ended up winning. Yeah, he had like 44 points, and we got 90-something. Well, that's just, I mean, like that's I said. That's problem, though. If everybody's tied in our league, it's based on total points scored. Yeah, that's how it works and for we us don't as have well. A lot, yeah, we don't have a lot of points because Thielen was hurt, Thomas was out, you know, we, and Jackson's not having a good year. You know, so, but once you get in there... Once you get in there, you're in good shape, so... Yeah, I mean, all you got to do is just... You just got to be in the playoffs. Uh, Are we holding on? Yeah, no. Mom just showed me. I gave her an early Christmas present. I thought she'd want to finish it for Christmas. Oh, which was? What'd you give mom? I got her a paint by number giant canvas. Oh, what? Great craft to keep her quiet and away from me. (laughs) (laughs) And yet. Somehow you were just interacting with mom. <laughs> yeah, mom, mom laughs. She knows I'm joking. Yeah, so th- this all right, is all right. She's gone. She's gone now. I'm not joking. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the sixth consecutive week that Peel was supposed to be on the podcast and didn't show up. Can you believe that? Why? Why do you keep inviting him? Well, at this point, it's a running joke. I mean, right? Oh. Like. Like Matt Damon on the Jimmy Kimmel show. It's now? the same thing. Yeah, Brett and I were talking about that one of the podcasts, and um, he says he's going to show up, and he doesn't. So at this point, I stopped asking, and I just say he's going to be here, and he's not. I'm giving away a little bit of the the secret recipe here with when I joke about it, but uh, it keeps everyone listening because yeah, they say, so "Stay." Your podcast. Oh, we're at, yeah, we're out of time. Yep. We don't have any, yep. Any time, but this, this week, yeah. Yep. Right. So I actually had. Um, one of the guys on the podcast is Ryan Galis. He was the one that went to the Cubs game with us. Um, okay, he's a pilot for he's a pilot for Southwest for United. 
he uh he, he came on and we were talking and he's like yeah so i know podcast has a time limit on it because so we'll we'll be quick and i was like it doesn't have a time limit on it i just say that so that i can say peel can't show <laughs> there you go every every week with that too which is fun perfect answer yeah when uh so do you guys have any traction with the house yet i know you said that you were doing a little bit with that yeah we we signed it we're signing a contract today oh so you're moving again Probably. Okay. Yeah, we have to still go through an inspection. She's kind of dug her heels in the cellar, kind of dug her heels in because somebody told her the house was worth a lot more than we bought it for. And so she, she wouldn't, she's not pudging on any items at this point. Like we want to have a little bit, clo- a little bit longer closing date and uh, a little bit, you know, one more, 1% more off the, one and a half more off the price. But, you know, we were, it, it's an extra nine grand. That, Oh, no, I mean, it's... 12, 12 cents over 30 years, again, 12 cents a month. Right, yeah, and she just needs to... Well, for her, it's all the cash up front. For you guys, it's not as much, so... Yeah, yeah. And it's not it as... It sounds to me like her husband died. She's she's going through this. Somebody probably gave her bad information. You've seen the house, right? I sent that to you, didn't I? Was that the one with the view of in the entirety of Las Vegas in the background? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, good. I mean, that's... Well, there's a couple of them. No, there's, there's two two bad <laughs> views. The one that has the lamppost in the front part and the strip in the back part is all we're talking about. The the lifestyle you live. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, we're going to be... You know, this this house checked off all the boxes and one or two of them we didn't have in there. We didn't think we'd get a pool in there because we didn't really need a pool. Um, but this house has a pool, and it's a hundred thousand dollars less than another house we're considering that didn't have a pool, where the house was about two thirds the size of the yard. The yard was unbelievable. It overlooked a golf course and and uh, the strip. It was really nice, but it was I, we thought way overpriced. So. If, if you and then we, we inquired about it two days later, it was already sold. Yeah, I was gonna say if you overlooked a golf course, would you have to get a membership there? No, because it's an extra ten to twenty thousand a year. You have, you have you have minimums you have to spend every month too. You know you have to go there and entertain and eat and do stuff. So now we 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 did country club when we you know younger. Ivanhoe. We, we belonged to. Well, it's Thorngate. Oh, uh, I it turned yeah. into Ivanhoe. Yeah. 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 But she mom just didn't like going because she thought she was better than everybody. So. <laughs> At, at a country club, she felt like she was better than everyone. Yeah, mom thought she was better than everybody there, so we just quit. Actually, we quit when they moved to to uh, uh, the other one you said. I, Ivanhoe. Toward, yeah, Ivanhoe. And I played Ivanhoe a couple of times, and it's it's very nice. But you know, we're not country club people. Yeah. What are you? So we're uh, trailer park people. Yeah, that's. I would have said the same thing. Um, yeah, he's saying. So about as, you, not me, but about you. Hey, you raised me. <laughs> yeah. Um, as far as your playoff fantasy perspective looks right now, you think it you're looking good, or are you a little nervous about your matchups? Well, we've won this thing two of the last three years, so we've won, this is my fourth year. So okay. four years, we won the first year with us the second year, and we won. We finished second. We played for the championship every year. 
the first year we won. Second year we lost the championship game. Third year we won the championship game. So you've so, you've come away with a little bit of money. Got to get in and to win it. Got to get in to win it. Yeah, I was gonna say you've come away with a little bit of money every year then because of that. Yeah, but I also bought a trophy because they idiots didn't have a trophy for seven or eight years before. So, uh, don't call them idiots because we we have yet to have a trophy too. <laughs> now, go on, just go on Amazon. These trophies are like sixty bucks, and you can get them engraved every year. So we put the winner on every year. Look, I the trophy was this year is going to be. This year, I already know who the winner is. COVID. It's going to be after yeah. COVID. COVID is the winner. Blagojevich is my trophy, really. That was that was what my yeah, money. That that was what I spent everyone else's money on was COVID or uh, Blagojevich. Trophies are cool. We got a good size trophy, probably eighteen inches tall. It's got a giant football on it, and it's got room for I'm going to say twenty four winners. Yeah, I think I think the next thing that we're going to have to... I mean, every year we typically throw up a vote at the beginning of the year for entry fees. I think we'll just take, you know, the the entry fee that we have this year, maybe increase it by $10, but the payouts will still be what they were this year, and then take the, you know, yeah. 100 bucks t- towards a trophy. Yeah, and then it gets to sit in your desk, or in my case, a closet. <laughs> my mom doesn't like it. <laughs> I thought you said you lost last year, though. Oh, it's actually... Oh, she's got a better spot. It's under the guest room sink right now. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, just in case somebody needs to be reminded when... When somebody needs to go get some toiletries when they're staying over, they need to be reminded that one year you won in fantasy football in a league they have no idea what it's most about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I can can show you what we got. I think ours was like 60 bucks. That's not bad at all. Yeah, that's that's not bad at all. Yeah. No, it's five bucks. You so say you get five bucks a person. So whoever got it last year, you can order the trophy now, put his name on it, and then whoever wins this year, give it to him. We're, this year is odd man out in terms of where we're at just because it's a COVID year. So we did a special, you know, the vampire thing. I know you guys wanted to be the vampire. Yeah. Um, but I think a couple other guys wanted to. We just drew it out of a hat. It ended up being Sean Clement and Zach since they were combined as team owners this year. Zach Criswell. Um so they're they're collectively the vampires this year. They 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 went on a four game winning streak, which was scary. But they 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 just lost two. They beat me. I lost DeAndre Hopkins to them. It was terrible. It's just terrible. Um, but they just lost two straight. So it looks like their run at the playoffs has gotten a lot slimmer from what it was before. The Vultures not going to make the playoffs. That, that, who the heck is running that team? Oh, you know how hard it is for them to even gotten to the point that they're at? They took leftovers from the draft and compiled a team that ended up winning four games. I mean, you're talking nine teams that have superstars on it, and they had to take table scraps and still came together with some wins. Most of their wins came over bye weeks, but still, i got to give them full credit for putting something together. Hey, make us the vulture. We'll be 12 and all. Okay. Well, listen, go join a Vampire League somewhere else then and then show me your record. <laughs> um, no, then they'd figure we're in cahoots. You can't let me in the league. It's just not going to work. No. Unless unless Mick can't pick things because of his finger. No, Mick can pick things just fine. He's actually in third place. Mick Mick has uh, Mick has had himself a good year this year. He's I don't think he's taken anyone. Oh, as, he hasn't taken anyone's advice. He's just doing what he's doing, and it's working out for him. Um, good. 
You know, there was a week where I traded he traded George Kittle to me for uh, Ronald Jones and Miles Gaskin, and Mick was the winner of that trade because you know Kittle went yeah. on IR shortly after that, but then uh, and Miles Gaskins went on Gaskin went on IR as well, but Ronald Jones was like RB twelve up to that point, so he, him alone yeah. was doing everything Mick needed him to do, and now he's got hey, Austin. I have to leave the podcast. Oh, okay. Um, well, I, Peel just got here. Oh, he so, did. But, yeah, that's probably why he's not on the podcast. He just rang the doorbell, so I have to go. Okay. Uh, you want me to say hi for you? Yeah, please do. Also, have him COVID tested because he's a dirty guy. Okay, so I'll ask him. Then I then I think Pat still has him waiting outside. So I'll I'll, I'll turn him around. Hopefully, Zuber is still here, and you know I'll make him go get tested. I'll tell him where to go. Yeah, or where it has been. Tell him where to go. Yeah, tell him. Tell him to go to hell. That's what I need. I'll tell him where to go. Yeah, tell him where to go. All right, Dad. Love you. Okay. Thanks for coming in. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Bye. See, see ya. He didn't say he loved me back. <laughs>